This is where the fun begins. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. King Kong ain't got shit on me! It's gonna be legend. Wait for it. And I hope you're not lactose intolerant because the second half of that word is dairy. Bad boys, bad boys. What, what you gonna, gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? The next to best, the next next miss knows me. Hey! English, motherfucker, do you speak it? Oh my god, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Stay calm! You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Say my name. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, no. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And here we go. Welcome back to Realish. My name is LJ Jones. Derek Myers. What's going on, bro? Nothing much, bro. Everything's good. How you been? Man, I've been alright, dude. Yo, let me say this. It has been two weeks since a new episode. And I want to take... Maybe three. I want to take full responsibility for that. Uh, <laughs> a, a couple couple things going on in my personal life uh it just got me scatterbrained and uh so i want to apologize to the listeners and i want to apologize to you too bro oh, i'm gonna do good, better bro. from here on out you're good man that like, that life happens <laughs> yeah life yeah. happens so like I, I i tell people all the time control what you can control that, that's yeah really it ain't nothing else, else, else you, you can do so uh i mean we, we've done three episodes so far this will be our fourth episode what feedback have you gotten how, how what how are people liking it man the people that i've spoken to they they love it um it's just it's just about you know putting out uh, uh more content that's really it for sure yeah for sure yeah what about you so Man, you know, uh, you know, a couple of friends of mine have have hit me up and they said they really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, the cool thing is, you know, especially because I'm an actor, I have a lot of friends who are in the business, and uh, so they've really, um, they've really enjoyed it. Good. And uh, and you know, sometimes, and, and and I've said it on a previous podcast, I I'm a little hesitant to voice some opinions because I don't want to mm-hmm. burn any bridges before I get them. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> So a couple of my friends are like, I'm glad you're saying it. So uh... <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, yeah, it's, it's um sometimes uh, um you know having the constructive criticism uh, to me that that's a that's a great thing. Um, yeah. Even even with um, within the industry that that we're in, you know, some people are, I I've learned that a lot of people just aren't going to like. Not everyone's going to like everything you say. There's going to be some people that just you know push back just to right. be op- oppositional but yeah a lot of people can actually take criticism uh, you know so it is what it is <laughs> yeah yeah all right man you want to you want to jump right into it yes sir all right so let, let let's run through a couple of news story news stories before we uh you know get into the main topic for today which later on in the episode we will be discussing uh amazon prime's Honey Boy, yes. uh, written and starring Shia LaBeouf. Um, I, I'm excited to talk about that. But first, let's run through a couple of news stories. I think the number one thing that uh, has got the world buzzing right now mm. is Harvey Weinstein was yeah. found guilty uh, as of today. Okay, so last week he was found guilty, last uh, Wednesday, or I mean, sorry, last month. And uh, he ended up having some heart issues and ended up at Bellevue Hospital. Mm. And uh, so 
Harvey Weinstein, as of today, is being moved from Bellevue Hospital in Manhattan to Rikers Island. <laughs> Get yeah. him the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's done. Uh, yo, look, growing up, you know, the Weinstein Company, their movies were amazing. Yeah. Um, and let me say this about about uh, Harvey Weinstein. That, that it just it kind of blows my mind that it took so long because growing up as an actor now I, I haven't done anything big and that, that that's why I, I want to stress this I've never done anything big I've been around some big people and stuff like that but it was a very well-known thing that Harvey Weinstein was a pig right it, it wasn't it wasn't secret so I don't know how it went on for so long but you know what let me just say this I'm so proud of all the women who stepped up and and told their truth and I'm so happy that Harvey Weinstein will be spending likely the next 29 years in prison. You think he's going to make it <laughs> 29 years? Hell no. He's <laughs> he's 67 with heart problems. Uh okay, hey, let me ask you about that because okay. I, I didn't follow the um the court case itself. Okay. I just remember when this hit, Harvey was walking perfectly fine. And then as that court case, the court date um, yep. uh, approached, all of a sudden now he can barely, he can barely even uh, um, uh, make one step. So yeah, he's got his walker. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, do you find that more of a performance or do you actually believe that's because of actual health issues going on with him? Okay, I have two trains of thought with this. And it was the same thing um, when the Bill Cosby stuff was going on, the court cases. Because uh -huh. uh, he started walking with the walker, too. He went blind. Um, and people were saying that he was making it up. So it, it's tough because it's very, very possible that he's just making it up and trying to get some, some not support, but leniency, maybe. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but... Uh, you know, but the other thing is that, I mean, he's facing the rest of his life in prison. So that, imagine what that stress could do to your body as a 60, 70, or sorry, 67 year old man who mm -hmm. is overweight, eats awful, smokes cigars, you know, probably spent a lot of his time doing drugs, as I've heard. You know, imagine mm -hmm. what the stress of all of this is doing to his body. It's very possible that, you know, amidst all this, he got really, really sick. So it, it's possible that it's real. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's that's just that's just my take on it. It doesn't matter to me either way. He deserves to spend the rest of his life in prison. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I, it sounds bad because I don't want to like sit here and say like I'm wishing ill on somebody. But the stuff that he did was disgusting, man. And, oh yeah. And we can all agree to that. Um, but you know, I don't know, man. It, it, it's possible that it's that it's real, and it's possible that it's fake. See, I, I, um, I'm not sure if you ever watched this documentary, uh, The Devil Next Door on Netflix. Did you ever see that? No, I haven't. No. It's, uh, um, I'm not going to tell you the, the whole story because it's, it's something that, that you should check out. It's a very interesting story. Um, but, but it's about this, this guy that, uh, ends up having to go, um, uh, on trial for, um, I'm, and I'm gonna dance around the whole thing so that you don't get the, I don't tell you the the, the whole story, but it's uh he, right. he's on trial, um and before he actually goes in. He was walking around, 
this older guy. He's he's walking around, you know, getting out of his car with his wife and all this other stuff. They have video of him doing it. Then all of a sudden, when he gets arrested, now he can barely, he can barely move his head and stuff like that. It's just like he's just sitting in a wheelchair yeah. the entire like so that that's so that's that's what this took me back to. Um, right. Uh, more of a performance based thing. So that's yeah, where I kind of sure. I kind of teeter on it on whether to believe him or not. Um, but either way, he's done. <laughs> he's done. He's done. Get him and the then, fuck out of here. Yeah, and then I just <laughs> I just read this week that Selma Hayek came out, um, uh, and accused him of of basically abusing her as well. Um, which that that blew me away i didn't expect to see her a part of that um list either but yeah I mean, what, what what does it say that me as an eight-year-old just getting into the business you know i'm i'm 23 now i right. was eight years old and i knew harvey weinstein was abusing his power and sexually abusing women so like, you what were, does that say you were actually aware of that at eight years old at eight years old, yeah, that it was like I said in the industry, man. Everybody knew it. It was an unspoken, well-known thing. Wow. And it's just like, I mean, and, uh, let me give you this example. Uh, have you ever watched Entourage on? Uh, yes, Loved on it. HBO. Yes. All right, man. Um, Entourage. They had a character based on Harvey Weinstein. His really? name was Har- His his name was Harvey Weingard in the show. Oh, I have to go and, back and watch you know, this. I can't remember what season. I want to say it was season three. It was when uh, Vince had a movie at Cannes. And I, yeah, it's got to be season two or three. It was early. Okay. Um, and uh, and Harvey Weingard was trying to get Vince to do his next big movie uh, for the studio. And um, Vince agreed to do it. And then he backed out when he got a, a better offer. And Harvey Weingard, you know, went ballistic and was screaming and, you know, screaming obscenities and just going ballistic and, and like screaming like, I'm going to fuck you, Vince, like stuff like that. And, and it was built after Harvey Weinstein. And, and, wow. I mean, and when I watched that, I was like, I was like this, this, like I knew immediately, OK, Harvey Weinstein, because this is what everything I've heard about him. And like that's it's crazy, man. Eight years old, I knew all of that stuff. Like everybody knew. So let me ask you this then: At eight yeah. years old, how 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 did you hear about that? Like, how did you find out? It or, was just something, something that everybody. It, it's something that everybody knew, man. It was like something like you know, my agents would 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 you know the, the they would talk about it tastefully. I guess mm-hmm. that's the right thing to say because I was eight. Yeah. Um, but you knew that Harvey Weinstein was a bad guy. And, you know, when I was running in the circles that I was as a kid and had uh, had the uh, you know, I was going on a lot of auditions. I was traveling back and forth between Florida and L.A. And you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to run into. You never know who's going to be in a casting office. Mm-hmm. So it was very well known. Uh, you know, it, it was made sure that the kids knew that Harvey Weinstein was not a bad guy. Or, sorry, that he was a bad guy. Excuse me. Got you. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So, it's just, like I said, man, every, everybody knew it. Wow. But, good riddance. I'm glad he's going to jail. And uh, I just want to wish all the women who were sexually abused, if he, you know, he used his, his power over you, uh, I just want to wish you guys well. I'm proud of you. 
and I'm so happy that you guys spoke up and uh, and and got him in jail. Uh, this is something to celebrate. And uh, you know what's his name? Uh, Jeremiah from uh, Trackstars had tweeted uh, asking what people thought about his sentence. Now the thing about a sentence is he deserves more. Yes. He, I think how many was he? he was found guilty on? I don't remember. I don't have it here in front of me, but I think six or seven counts. Somewhere around there. Um, yeah. The, okay. So here's the thing. It's so much more than that. He was just found guilty of those. He deserves more. Um, but it's a start. And, it, it, you know, we live in a we live in a society where not only uh, in the film industry, uh, there are men who abuse their power on women. Oh yeah, and it, it it needs to be called out, and these the, it needs to be brought to light, so we can get these these just abusive and disgusting men out of here. Most definitely. So I mean that that's let me I can read a little bit uh, more about this, and then we'll move on to the to the next one. Uh, okay, so he's moving from Bellevue Hospital to the infirmary at Riker, at Rikers Island. Um, so, let's see. It is the same facility where Weinstein's uh, attorneys requested he be incarcerated following his conviction. Weinstein is still facing charges in California, uh, and that will be next Wednesday. He's expected to be sentenced oh, uh, March 11th. So he's not done. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he's, facing, he's facing up to 29 years. Man. Well. Man. Yeah, that's 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 a. I don't even know what to say about that one. I'm just, just I'm glad. Out of here. I'm glad that it's, it's taking place though. That, yeah, that I don't even want to hear his disgusting name again. Yeah. So let's move on to the next thing, so we can get that negativity out of here. Uh, all right, this was some news that broke today that I was excited about. Mm-hmm. Taika Waititi, the director of Thor Ragnarok, set to tackle Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for Netflix. Yeah, I saw. Is that so? What I read was saying that it was going to be an animated series. Is that true? Yes, okay. it will be. Uh, and and so Netflix has been trying to develop this for the last two or three years. And the last I had heard about it was that they were circling Donald Glover to voice. I remember Willy that. Wong. I remember I'm that. for it. He, I'm for it. He he has the personality to pull that one off. Yes. I'm let me just say this. After seeing uh Johnny Depp's version, um I'm a bit apprehensive on them bringing another reboot to this classic. Cuz that we're at, we're at 15 years later though. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not even saying rebooting that one. I'm saying rebo- like yeah. like the actual classic one. I I I don't I'm not into the reboots too much. Right. Uh there's certain films that um I want left alone. Um to me that is one. I'm not against seeing a new one though. Not against it, but it it can't be verbatim what that one was cuz when you do it shot for no, shot yeah, it's not going to be Lion King. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, it's going to be an animated series, so it's going to be fleshed out, uh, maybe even better than the films were, because they have to be told in an hour and a half or you know slightly more. 
so th- it doesn't say how many episodes are going to be. I would, I-, I would guess maybe ten to fourteen or something like that. Yeah. Well, you um, know, now the, one... these series are starting to do between eight and 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 eleven. No, no, not eight, and yeah. 11. eight and eight and ten, roughly. Yeah. Sometimes twelve. Sometimes twelve. Yeah. But you, you, the, one of the cool things to go along with this is that he is not just doing uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but he is also going to be developing a, another animated series that will take place in the same world that will focus on the Oompa Loompas. Oh, okay. So I wonder if this is going to touch on, on that on that book. Did you ever read um, The Last of the Really Great Wang Doodle? No. Okay. That is actually a book I read. God, I had to be in like fourth grade or something like that, third or fourth grade. And it was one of my favorite books um, to read. Did not realize until I think about two years ago that that was actually in the same world as as Charlie and Chocolate Factory because really that is where the Oompa Loompas came from, where the Wang Doodle lived. Wow. So I'm wondering if that's going to be where that other series goes into. That is, to me, that would be, um, that would make this totally different. That would make, that would take this to another level if they did that. So Hollywood Reporter reports, the first series will be based on the world and characters of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, while the second is described as a wholly original take on the Oompa Loompas, the small, song-loving humans who worked in Willy Wonka's infamous factory. According to Netflix, the shows will retain the quintessential spirit and tone of the original story while building out the world and characters far beyond the pages of the doll book for the very first time. The book has been adapted into movies, games, musicals, perhaps most famously as the Gene Wilder starring cult classic Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Tim Burton and Johnny Depp teamed up for a translation in 2005 while a recent West End stage production broke Dale records. Netflix made a deal with Doll's Estate in 2018. The Watiti Pact marks the first step in developing the works, which Netflix is pushing as an animated event series. The company is seeking high-profile names to adapt stories such as Matilda, the BFG, and the Twits, among others. Hmm. I'm intrigued. Yes. I am highly intrigued. I I trust Netflix with this. I do, too. Netflix doesn't fall too too much with their their original programming. I don't even know that I've seen one of their original programs that were really bad right. house of cards started it all right. yeah <laughs> and sure. and now and the only reason why i didn't like the last season was because kevin spacey wasn't there so it just kind of like lost its uh, identity a little bit right um but and then you also have to think you know probably the cast and crew just felt nasty or disgusting being on set yeah. you know knowing that the show was circled around this this guy who did some equally nasty things as Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, that is the one thing that I would say Netflix has done that I didn't agree with. Um, taking him out. Taking him out. Because, and I know a lot of people probably wouldn't agree with that. I'm fine with it. 
the reason why <laughs> the reason why I, I I would not have taken him out is because the actual show lost its just just lost its essence with him not being there. Um, I understand that in terms of creative perspective. Yes. But what's more important than creativity is the safety of other people. Um, yes. And that is what I think they were more concerned about. I totally get where you're coming from. Uh, and I don't disagree with you on a creative level. And I know that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I do have to give respect to them. For right. Doing that. And no, I, I respect them as well for doing it. I probably would have just canceled the series at that point. I, Cause, yeah. Because we, did, we, we didn't need that last season. It, like, it honestly did not need to be there. I wanted a new season, but the new season wasn't, it didn't complete the story for me. The you only thing I saying? can think of is maybe contracts, maybe just uh, legalities, maybe, you know, they probably would have would have oh, yeah. would have lost more money having to pay all the actors out to not really get anything in return. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. It's the only thing I can think of. But it wasn't the I mean, that was probably the first big case that Netflix had did. Uh, this is a, a much smaller scale, I guess, even though the show's very successful. Uh, but The Ranch on Netflix starring Ashton Kutcher uh and uh yeah. oh what's his name what's dude's name who played Hyde on that Hyde 70s show in 70s show i never <sighs> remember his name <laughs> danny danny uh oh it's danny something he's a great actor but i mean and that let me ask your opinion on that cuz this is mm-hmm. something that i've struggled with mm-hmm. uh while that 70s show was still on air he was accused of I want I, I want to look his name up, but uh, Danny whatever was uh, he was a Masterson Danny Masterson. Masterson I didn't even have to look yes. it up. I'm I'm amazing. Dan, <laughs> Danny Masterson uh, during the filming of that '70s show was accused of uh, raping a woman, and uh, really? you know he went to court. He he went to court. Uh, you know he was tried, um, but he he was he was found to be innocent. Uh, from a legal perspective, he was found to be innocent. Mm-hmm. You know, years later after that 70s show ends, uh, the same creative team uh, with Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson came together to create a uh, R-rated sitcom series uh, called The Ranch, uh, which is honestly, if you like sitcoms, have you ever seen it? It's it's really great. I've never watched it, but I've I wanted to check it out and kept forgetting. I look, I just started Westworld this week. <laughs> <laughs> Give. You know, it's an easy show to watch. So if you're like kind of going, you know, you're gonna go to bed, but you're not, you're not, you're not gonna go to sleep just yet. Mm-hmm. Throw this on because it's it's a good show. It's a good watch. It's funny as shit. Uh, Sam Elliott, like I'm sure you know who Sam Elliott is. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing him uh, in a, in a sitcom is great. Um, but let me just, what happened? Uh, they were in season three. Maybe they maybe they were in season four. Um, when the Harvey Weinstein started coming out. So then uh, Danny Masterson's uh situation was oh, brought back into light i remember and, uh, that people people were petitioning netflix to fire danny masterson from the show because of the previous allegations um so what what is your opinion on that because he was found innocent i'm not yeah. saying he didn't do it I'm, I'm not saying he didn't do it i don't know i wasn't there right. he was found innocent in you know the court of law so it could it, if i had to guess it probably wasn't it, he they probably couldn't just fire him he probably they probably talked to him and he maybe he stepped down mm-hmm. um i could see him doing that maybe uh, i don't know um 
See, I, I, I'm of the mindset that when it comes to these type of situations, to do it case by case, judge it case by case yeah. instead of um, with a broad stroke, because all uh, um, viewpoints on that cannot be applied to everyone equally. It it has right. to be a, a, a case by case situation because. I'm not comparing uh, Weinstein to um, uh, Nate. Um, what's his name? Ah, uh, what's my guy's name? The dude that played Nat Turner on. Uh, no, the guy that played Nat Turner on um, Birth of a Nation. Nate. Um, God. I'm looking it up. Let's see, that's gonna that's gonna irritate me. Nate Parker. Nate Parker. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. So That's what I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. You, you you can't compare Weinstein and Nate Parker. You can't put them on the right. same level in terms of allegations. Um, you have to do it case by case. So uh, in terms of Masterson, I wouldn't. I, I can't say anything about his about his situation because I don't fully understand know his uh, story. Right. But. Um, just from what you've said, I kind of have an issue with this whole cancel culture thing where um, if someone has been tried in court, they've been found innocent or not guilty, however you want to say it, um, to automatically go and cancel them out right. years later for something. Um, to me, that doesn't seem to be right. I, I, um, I know there are a lot of situations where that is, that is, that is understandable in which people do that. Um, R. Kelly being an example. Um, yeah. I'm all for accountability. Accountability. Thank you. I'm all, I'm all for accountability. Um, but sometimes it seems as if there doesn't have to be proof. Right, um, and and th I do have a problem with that. I have no problem with accountability because if somebody did something wrong, they deserve to be convicted, uh, whether it be you know in a court of law, uh, public opinion, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. No, 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 I, no, I, I agree with exactly that. I agree with that. Um, it's it's one of those things that I think that we have to. As as a society, have to be able to agree on on doing this case by case and not broad strokes. Um, that's my my main concern with this because there are yeah. going to be people like Nate Parker that have truly been found innocent. They're not guilty of what they're accused of, yet. Even even if you look at the Aziz thing, do, yeah. do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, I don't remember the specifics of it, but I, I remember him, you know, not quite understanding that he was doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. But once it was, you know, brought to light and explained to him, he understood and he, you know, apologized for it. And I think his response to it is what has him still working today. Right. 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 And, and that that's that's the thing. It's like um, uh, some people can come out and speak about it. And 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 say you know maybe I should have 
looked at it from a different perspective and didn't realize what was going on. But right. my my biggest thing is changed behavior. If if yeah. once if once you um once something comes to your attention moving forward, if you're not acting differently, if you're not if you're um if you're still doing the same things over and over again and then just like quote unquote apologizing for it, to me that's the point where it's like, okay, you're not under you're not you're not learning the lesson. So you need to go. Yeah. Um yeah. but when when guys like like Nate Parker say hey look these are the facts of the case that everyone's bringing up right now and he spells it out and tells you what happened and people still don't want to take him seriously and want to cancel him out for that that's a problem that's to me now you now you're taking a man's livelihood away from him or you're limiting it and 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 to me that's that's not that's not cool um so yeah, case by case thing, man. I I, I can't. I just we can't treat everybody like Harvey Harvey Weinstein. I can't do it. Right. Now we definitely got to find a better way to handle things like this. Um, but like I said before, you know, it's all about accountability. So if you did something wrong, uh, it deserves to be brought to light. Uh, but there are cases where there are uh, innocent people um, being falsely accused, and I mean, we could we could go back and, and just. What did I text you the other day? We we talk directly about the Amber Heard Johnny Depp situation, which right. I think we should wait for another podcast for that another episode. Oh yeah, but, that's the whole episode in of itself. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that is a perfect ex- example of how possible it is for somebody to fabricate stories to get somebody maybe they don't like out of here. Right. Um, it has since came to light that Johnny Depp did not do any of the things that Amber Heard uh, uh, had claimed, and she was the one who was not only emotionally abusive but also physically abusive. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just like you said, it's a case by case thing, uh, and and we just have to find a better way to f- learn the facts and 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 just like I said, man, you know, it, it's all about accountability. People who do the wrong things deserve to get out of here. And, uh, you know, we just need to just find a better way to do it. Um, But, you know, we went off on a tangent there. I'm not even sure how we got on that subject. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But uh, last bit of news real quick. I will make this one short because I am confused as fuck by it. Uh, (laughs) All right. MGM, Universal and Bond producers Michael G. Wilson and Barbara... Uh, Bracoli announced today that after careful consideration and thorough evaluation of the global theatrical marketplace, the release of No Time to Die will be postponed until November 2020 due to the coronavirus crisis. <sighs> what? I, yeah, I was confused by that one too. I, I... They are going to lose more money postponing this movie until November 2020. Yeah, it was supposed to come out this summer, right? It was. I think it was supposed to come out in May. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even. I don't. <sighs> On one hand, I, I kind of understand it because there there's even a possibility of the Olympics, um, being postponed, or canceled. <laughs> so, I get it. Um, that that's different though, because there's millions of people who attend. Yeah. The Olympics. Yeah. The movies are something different, bro. Like. I, yeah, I know. 
I know. I'm I'm just trying know. to I'm just trying to think what like their thought process might be. I mean, because you're not you're not you're not canceling movies across the country for the next two three months. You know what I'm saying? I think there's something wrong with the movie, and this is their perfect it's excuse to to cover it up, to figure out what they need to do, reshoot it, re-edit it, uh, and and get it ready for November 2020. That's my opinion. I could be completely wrong, but that's my guess. That's actually what my first thought was too. That they they didn't uh, get a great reception on the idea of a female uh, James Bond or 007, I should say. Yeah. Um, this there has been a lot with. of there's been a lot of negative publicity regarding this movie, uh, really from the j- jump. Uh, and these movies are good movies. I'm not the biggest James Bond fan, but these movies are done well. Um, and I, I this is the one. James Bond movie that I remember just negative things about from the front. Uh, yeah. So yeah, me too. I I wouldn't be surprised if there's just uh, some things that they need to fix to make it a better movie. Because uh, if not, uh, it just doesn't make sense. Because people are still going to the movies. Yeah. Uh, still I, going to sporting the, the events. Media, yeah, the the media are, is just hyping up this coronavirus uh, to scare people, but it. At least from around me, <laughs> at least from around me, people aren't scared. I work at a hospital. The doctors aren't scared. The, the it's whatever. I don't know. I'm Bro, I'm getting angry. I'm not scared because <laughs> I'm a germaphobe. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the oh. things they're talking about you you need to do. I do already. It doesn't even phase me. Like why don't why why people don't be washing their hands? I that's that's what I was wondering. I, was like, I thought I thought you know 2020. You know, for adults, I thought everyone just knew to do that. You know, I didn't think it was still something you had to be told to do. Um, I saw I, a friend of mine lives in uh, lives in L.A. and uh, I, he posted he put this on uh, Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the, all the grocery stores were out of like soap and uh, Germax and stuff like that. So he and he got to the store early <laughs> and he had bought. Uh, he bought like a hundred of the tiny Germex bottles, <laughs> and he was selling the, He's selling them for a hundred dollars a piece. <laughs> Is he actually selling the, them? Yeah, yes, people are actually he's buying. He sold them. five so far. Oh my god! Get the bag. Get the I need bag. to do that. That I'm not even mad at it. I need to figure <laughs> that out. <laughs> that is such a great hustle. Because I have a friend that lives in Seattle, and she just told me the other day that um, she's a germaphobe too. She just told me that um, uh, there are people in her area, um, you know, because I think it hit actually in Seattle. Um, I think that was the first place. Yeah, in and, America. Yeah, and and she said that one of her coworkers told her that uh, Clorox wipes were completely sold out everywhere. They yeah. people couldn't even buy it on Amazon. I was like, hold on, I've never heard of wipes being. Now I'm about to go get some just because i don't want to lose out on on wipes or lysol <laughs> <laughs> you know but the, the store stores near me are out of water like it's not a hurricane Man. it's not a tornado what are you doing yeah this is going this is one of those things i think i'm i'm along the same wash thought. your hands and don't touch your face hey how about that I, <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm along the same uh 
uh, thought process as you, as you though. I think it's just something that's more um, is is used as propaganda a little bit in the in the media. Um, not to say that it's that it's not true, but no, yeah, I, th- I think that there it's just a little bit overhyped. And can we can we also discuss how um, it's been announced that the sales of the alcoholic beverage Corona has dipped tremendously? <laughs> if you, well, I'm gonna say something right now. Corona Extra is my that's the, my that's my go to beer. That's what I that's what I drink whenever I drink a beer. Yeah. That's what I drink, either that or Heineken. Um, now hey, I like I like Modelo now as well. Um, not bad. And Blue Moon, but. <laughs> <laughs> Corona Extra is number one for me, so hey man, if I can go get it on a discount, I'm gonna go buy it on a discount, man. If anyone really equates Corona Extra with the coronavirus, you deserve to be in the place that you are in right now. <laughs> you I deserve to be in that hysteria. <laughs> Who are these confused people that are buying Corona because they think they're gonna get sick? All I have to say is look at the state of this country and you can probably guess it. <laughs> I our president probably is like Yeah. <laughs> no more corona. <laughs> the corona here? Bud light. Oh god. Stupid, man. I, oh god, he's I, hilarious, but <laughs> Man, hey, look. I survived the swine flu and Ebola coronavirus try me bro h1n1 we 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 got through all this before man it is what it is (laughs) hey i I survived 2012 how about you hey i'm i'm i was born in 1990 is now 2020 oh 2k uh so 2k was definitely that one that one scared the hell out of me though i I can't front that one did scare me as a a 10 year old i was scared out of my mind um that this was it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but once it once, hey. once it, the clock turned 12 and I, I i looked around we were all good i was like oh all right well whatever <laughs> thank you jesus is. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> all right man let's let's get to uh the subject of discussion today which is honey boy yes, sir. written nope yep written uh and starring shia labeouf yes. i i gotta say this bro as of right now Mm-hmm. What's today? March, March fifth. Yeah, March fifth, twenty twenty. Honey Boy, technically, technically came out twenty nineteen. Aired on Amazon Prime in twenty twenty. So I'm gonna say right now it's my number one movie of twenty twenty. You know what? When did Queen and Slim come out? Beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah that was I like. Still... No, 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 not 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 beginning of the year. It came that came out like August. Did it? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I still gotta. I'm. I'm actually gonna watch that tomorrow. Um. This was my favorite role that Shia LaBeouf has ever been in. I actually. Yeah, he's a great see, actor. He's. I see the growth. Because I. I, I apologize. I, Queen, Queen and Slim, November twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. I apologize. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. I knew he was good, but he was always someone that um, that got in his own way, yeah. and I just didn't have any hope that he was going to be able to to straighten things out. 
dude's on the right track right now, and he should be applauded yes. for that because this was perfectly done. And I didn't realize until today that this was his actual story. You didn't realize that till today. Did not know that, bro. Yeah, this is his story, man. Uh, he, you know, the story about how he even wrote it. I mean, no. you saw the movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Based on the movie, yeah. Yeah. Well, so you know what he was doing in therapy in the movie, writing down all of these, like he had he they, the therapist wanted him to write down memories of his childhood, and mm-hmm. that he began writing this screenplay based on that exercise. Wow. It was a therapeutic exercise and in therapy, well, when he was in he was in he was in the mental institution, he sent this to uh he sent this to his uh filmmaker friend. Uh, I want to make sure I get her name right. It, I believe it's uh yeah, Alma Harrell. Uh she uh is primarily a documentary uh filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um he sent it to her and she loved it, and she ended up directing the film. Um, this movie, man, is top-notch. It really is. Shia LaBeouf has always been uh, an actor that I love, uh, dating back to the Even Stevens days. Yes. Um, and, and, of course, you can't go wrong with Holes. Holes may be in my top ten of all time. Maybe really? that's nostalgia, but it, but it's really a great movie. It is a good movie. Um, but, man, like let, let's, you know... Let's take the public persona out of it. Shia LaBeouf doesn't really miss, even in his bigger movies. I mean, think yeah. about it. You got, he, I mean, even though he was a supporting, he was a supporting character. He followed Even Stevens with iRobot. Right. Oh, I loved him in iRobot. Hilarious. He was in. He was in Keanu Reeves' Constantine, in two thousand five. Was he in Constantine? Yes. Really? Yep. He played Chaz Kramer. I have to go back and watch that. I don't remember. It wasn't him. a big role, but still a role. Okay. Uh then he, he played uh Francis Almet, the golf player in the greatest game ever played. Disney movie, but a really good movie. Um and then we wanna maybe we'll hit the bigger ones. Like he did Disturbia in two thousand seven, which was a great that, fun thriller esque for a teen movie. That was, that was a good really movie. good. That that was um I remember seeing that in theaters. That was one of my yeah. favorite movies that summer. That I love that movie to this day. Yeah. But then, you know, then we hit the big ones. Later that year, he came out with Transformers. Right. Say what you will, it was a big hit. Made a lot of money. It was. And uh, it, it would have been better had Michael Bay two, not been in it, uh, directing it. Facts. Facts. <laughs> two, two wasn't great. Two wasn't great. Three was yeah. pretty good. I, I kind of lost was interest okay. around that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you got you got the three Transformers and you got Eagle Eye, which was a good movie. That was. I liked Eagle Eye. Yeah. And then you got, bro, you got Lawless. Uh, you got Fury. Yes. And the thing the thing that I think sets uh, him apart was his 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 decision to not do these um, major blockbusters. Yes. Because, you know. As fun as they may be, it's not always creatively satisfying. Right. Um, Will Smith, I've heard him say it a ton of times, he'll do one for the fans and then one for himself. Yeah, One for the fans and then one for himself. Uh, Shia got to the point where he was probably financially stable, and uh, he said, you know what? I want to make movies that feed my soul and maybe can help others. 
Um, and, you know, you might be able to debate whether some of these movies are helping people, you know, like Nymphomaniac Volume 1, 2, and I think there was a 3. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't finish that. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and let me, I know we're talking about Honey Boy, but a close second of my, like Honey Boy is my favorite Shia LaBeouf movie. Mm. A close second um, has probably got to be Man Down, which was his lowest grossing film ever. I never saw that one. I need you to... Can you watch it before next week? Uh, most likely. It just depends on where it is, but yeah. Uh, I believe it's on Hulu, but it's also a video on demand for like 10 bucks. Oh, if it's on Hulu, I got it, yeah. All right, so Man Down uh, is a movie starring him, uh, Jai Courtney, and uh, Gary Oldman. Ooh. Um, and also, ooh, also uh, Kate Mara. Okay, okay. Uh, this movie, I believed, I believe, opening weekend made seven hundred and fifty-seven dollars. Wait, what? Seven hundred and fifty-seven dollars. Not thousand. No, no, no. Seven hundred and fifty-seven dollars. And that released yes. nationwide. Uh, it wasn't quite nationwide. I want to say it was. Somewhere around twelve hundred theaters, but we might have to Jesus fact check that. Jesus Christ! Um, and and then this this is also around the time he went viral for uh, freestyling on Sway. Oh, that was classic. He was on, he was on, <laughs> he was on Sway promoting this movie, and he was saying this is his most important movie he's ever done. It's uh it's a movie where he plays a soldier, and it just talks about PTSD and stuff like that. Man, when I I know I'm talking fast because I want to get to Honey Boy. Um, but Man Down, when that movie ended, the credits rolled. I turned the TV off. I sat on the couch. And I literally wept for an entire hour. Are you serious? All facts. Huh. This, this movie, though not perfect hit me in a way that broke my fucking heart. His wow. portrayal of somebody who went into the army to serve his country and better his life for his family, uh, coming back with PTSD um, and trying to survive with that and um, and just not doing it well. I'm trying. I don't want to give anything away until you watch it. Um, but it left me wrecked. I, I can't even front. It left me wrecked. I cried for an hour. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'll definitely do that. Um, okay. So let, back to Honey Boy. Honey Boy is a film um, about Shia's life, uh, dating back to the um, even Stevens days. There are basically two time periods of this film. Uh, his his childhood days when he was in Even Stevens, and then uh, somewhat present day, uh, which would have been two years ago, um, the child uh, who played Shia. Uh, now his name wasn't Shia in the movie. Um, it was uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's based on his life, but they gave him they gave him different names. Um, yeah, it was Otis, uh, and it was played by Noah Jupe, uh, who you guys most likely know from A Quiet Place. Was that that kid? Uh, yeah, yes, it was. Oh, snap. 
that I knew he looked act. familiar. Yeah. Okay. He could. Okay. He, he can really act. He can. Um. So he played Otis at age twelve, and then Lucas Hedges, A twenty four's godsend, uh, plays Otis at twenty two. <laughs> wow. And now let me say this: Lucas Hedges is a wonderful actor. He. I first saw him in Manchester by the Sea, which is one of my favorite movies. I still um, have to watch that. Lucas Hedges, he's that he's that guy. He's that go-to right now. He 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 was nominated for an Oscar on his first movie. Uh, he's been nominated, I think, for another one since then. He just really doesn't miss. He's a very very talented actor. Uh, I would love to work with him one day. Um, he hits this movie out of the park. Uh, I don't know. I I caught it. Uh, I don't. I haven't really heard anybody else say it. Um, but he kind of nailed Shia's voice. He did. You, did. I picked up on that? that. Yeah, I did pick up on that. And because you know of the whole Otis aspect of it, I didn't expect that. But he really got it. Yeah. Yeah, mannerisms now, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now. You're probably wondering, okay, well, this is this is a movie written by Shia, and I said starring. Who is Shia playing? Shia is playing his own father. And man, it was an emotional roller coaster. He has uh, a rough relationship with his father, to say the least. Um, I think Shia has said since uh you know writing this and doing it he sees his father in a whole new lens um and that's kind of what you have to do as an actor when you're playing uh i i, I don't really want to say this but his father in this film is is the villain you would agree right yeah yeah he's um, he's definitely the guy that's the um the antagonist and he's not he's he's let's he's not a bad guy yeah he's a maybe a bad father, a misguided person uh, that you probably wouldn't hang around. Uh, right. But Shia has said that he, you know, when you, when you play a character like that, uh, you can't look at them as a bad guy or a bad person um, because obviously that person doesn't think that. So you have to humanize that character. And in humanizing this character of his father, he was able to understand his father, understand where his father was coming from, and um, even identify with him. And because of this, he has been able to uh, start working on rebuilding his relationship with his father. And and I gotta say, you know, regardless of how great this movie is, that's got to be one of the most positive things to come out of it for Shia. Oh yeah. And most and definitely. that that's something that makes me happy just as a fan. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I think they did a really good job of not making it look like it was Shia's uh, story. Yeah. Um, especially making the kid a stunt, a stunt, um, a stunt devil, uh, and everything like that. Like he was, he was. He wasn't. It wasn't a stunt double. He wasn't a stunt. Was that okay? So, was he doing that his own stunts, or what that. was what was he doing? Because that's what I yeah, thought he was, he was, he was doing. Basically, he was basically doing his own stunts. That was supposed to replicate Transformers. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah. okay, no, I see that I see that for the old, older version though. I see that. But for the younger version, what was he doing then? Because he was doing a, a chill he was doing a children's TV show, uh, you know, films of the week. Stuff like that. He he had booked a couple different movies. Because I knew he was, uh, I knew he was, uh, at, I knew he was an actor, but it looked like he was also doing, um, like being a stunt double or something. That well, that's, that, that that's what that, it that, appeared as. Are you referring to the pie in the face type thing? The the yeah that part when when they had him on the um in that vest. That that is that pie in the face is basically directly pulled from a sequence from Even Stevens. See, I don't remember even Stevens like that. I watched it, yeah. but I never paid attention to it like that. So I, I, I yeah. put that show out of my head, to be completely honest. Okay. I love even Stevens. I See, always did. Uh, salute, salute, Nick, salute my dog, Nick Spano, who played Donnie Stevens. If you're listening, what up, bro? <laughs> I miss you. Uh, uh, you know, I just, I, I have to shout him out. I met uh, Nick when I was uh, nine years old, uh, and we've stayed in touch ever since. He's a good oh, dude. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man. No. Yeah. Yeah. So he was an actor all, you know, the whole time, you know, basically the way I kind of pieced it through in my head. Cause I, Shia LaBeouf, I, I think I said it on the first episode, Shia LaBeouf and Gyllenhaal are my two favorite present day actors. And I think they're both underrated. Um, I think that they both really, uh, they really become the characters they're playing. Yes. I would agree with that. Uh, uh, Shia, to me is probably the most underrated yes because of yeah. everything that that has gone on in his life um i honestly i didn't expect a movie like this from him right now i like i i cuz i knew he was i knew he had you know he's still going through his process with rehab and stuff like that so yeah. i i didn't know how far along he was but well, this has to be probably the most therapeutic thing for him yeah doing this film i mean real life present day now uh he is actually running a um theater company uh it's called the slauson rec theater company in compton oh really yeah it, it provides like free acting classes for local kids to get them off the street uh he owns it runs it he teaches and I think he's in a really good place uh, now in his in his in, in real life, and uh, and that's amazing to me that he's 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 doing this. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that it, that could, it honestly couldn't make me more happy. I, I watched um, I watched an hour long interview, uh, maybe not hour, maybe it was a half hour long interview with um, uh, an MTV reporter where he. Where he really talked about the Slauson Rex. So you should watch that. It's worth it because uh, he's very passionate about it. Um, but I mean, so if you if you look through the movie, you know the the show that uh, Otis was starring in, you know that was replicating even Stevens. And then you remember you remember the scene where his father was uh, was watching his son's movie mm-hmm. on the TV, and Otis was outside smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I think that that movie was the was based on the TV movie True Confessions. True Confessions. Remind me what that is. Yeah, uh, True Confessions. Uh, it was a TV movie. Uh, I just clicked on it. Um, 
That was a Disney Channel movie, True Confessions. Trudy Walker hated her life. She thought it was totally messed up until she found out about a contest that could change everything. Typical Disney Channel movie, but it also could have been uh, The Battle of Shaker Heights, which was the film uh, that came out of, I believe, season two of uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's Project Greenlight. Uh-huh. And that was 2003, same year Even Stevens, uh, I think, ended. Um, oh, okay. It could it could have been it could have been uh, the Battle of Shaker Heights, uh, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But though that that's that's what I I gathered. Um, but there was a lot of really emotional points in this movie. Uh, the one part that stuck out to me and kind of literally made my jaw drop um, because I think of my relationship. I have three sons, so it makes me think of my relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part where. 12-year-old Otis is kind of standing up to his father and uh man he says I, he says I want you to treat me better and he's like oh, you want me you want me you want me to treat you better you want me you want me to teach you things right is, is that what you want and he's like yeah I want you to treat me better and I want you to teach me things he said all right well lesson 1 slaps him upside the head he said fucking listen to me something like that that's not verbatim but I was like bruh that bro I have you ever had a conversation with your parents about treating you your age and not what you yes. were as a kid? That yeah. took me back to that conversation that I had with my parents and how different they responded to that versus how he responded um, to yeah. to Otis in this one. And that one... That one... Um, I can honestly say that was that was probably the the most uh, impactful scene to me. Um, because I didn't yeah. see that I didn't see that slap coming. That that no, that threw no, me no, no. off, especially the way he disguised that perfectly, man. <laughs> to be completely oh, yeah. honest, he yeah. he disguised that perfectly because I thought he was gonna say, you know what, I got you. I listen. I'm 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 listening to you. This and the other. I didn't I didn't see that. And he didn't just slap him once. He slapped him twice. He slapped him so hard it hurt my yeah. cheek, man. I was like, God, dog. I was whoever whoever fully the sound on that perfect good job perfect good job perfect. great fucking job yeah and and that they shot that scene very well I um yeah. I can't wait for more from Alma Haro she she's great just based on this she's she's amazing I, would I can't wait love, for more. I would love to see this group do more stuff together yeah for sure there are there are certain films that when you see the film you look at the group um the director the the actors the um publishing company like everyone you see how well it came together you want to see more from them that was that was how um dolomite hit me yeah um i want i want to see everyone come back and do something else because i enjoyed the film that much um Honey Boy hit me the same way. Honey Boy uh, uh, you... hit me that, that exact same way because I want to see more from them with this one. Do you foresee Honey Boy being in your top 10 list when we recap the end of the year? For the end of the year, I, I right now... It's early. It's early. Um, and we have a lot of stuff coming out that because I, I, know, I know without a shadow of doubt because I haven't seen the trailer yet, where I won't, I won't even watch it. But a quiet place too is 
what I'm looking forward to in the next couple of weeks. Um, that's definitely going to be up there. So yep. I could see Honey Boy being in the top ten. I could I could definitely yep. see it being there because it was just that well done. It's going to yep. be hard to move this one out of my top ten. I'll say that it's. This is a movie that that is is really hard to shake after you watch it. Yeah. Um, there is a, a podcast series. It's four episodes long. Uh, it's on Spotify, Apple Music. I would uh, recommend listening to that after you watch it. After you watch the movie, mm-hmm. I know I told you that before, but I'm talking directly to the audience now. Oh, yeah. Um, and the uh, it, it really just kind of brought you really into it because it's the it's the cast and crew. It's the director, it's uh, Shia, it's Lucas Hedges and uh, Noah Jupe, and they they really they just break it down and talk about what it was like to film some of the harder sequences, especially uh, talking to Noah Jupe about that sequence we were just talking about where Shia, as his father, has to smack him in the face twice. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, man, it's... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, when it comes to this movie, I have to say I definitely recommend it. Uh, I don't think anybody um, could say anything bad about this movie. Um, I have one question. I... Okay. Uh, Shy Girl, I'm assuming that's just... I, I never caught her name in the movie. Um, the, uh, the, the one at the hotel? Yeah. What about her? So, she threw me off. Okay. She threw me off because, I mean, I could see how pure she was in the movie. But she threw me off from the simple fact that she had an attraction to Otis. And yeah. I don't want to say it was... It was... She was older. She was yeah, older. she was definitely older. She had to be in her mid-20s, mid to late 20s. Um, uh, the real actress was born in 1988. 19, oh, good. So she's 31 now. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that, that the, the relationship looked completely sexual. To me, it kind of looked platonic. But it was like platonic with sexual undertones to it. Yeah, it was. It. Uh, I mean, my looking at it, I think that that was, I believe it to be true. Um, because I believe I heard Shia talking about it, okay. uh, but uh, <clears throat> I think that that uh, was to 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 show the audience because uh, Shia's father left him in this kind of beat down hotel uh, mm-hmm. that they lived in quite often, and um, there was nobody there to look out for him. And I think this girl being a little older kind of made it her responsibility. Uh, to some extent, I don't think she was the most responsible person in the world. Uh, but I think there was this connection between the two. And I think that she enjoyed spending time with him. Uh, and I think that the two of them connected on the fact that their parents weren't the best parents in the world. And, um, right. I think it was meant for Otis to have somebody to relate to because he doesn't really have anybody. He doesn't go to school. He, he does schooling on set by himself. Um, and he didn't really have any friends. He didn't have anybody. His father, uh, was, uh, emotionally abusive and physically abusive, uh, and left 
often. Um, yeah. And so I think that was the connection there that they both could relate to uh, somewhat absentee parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even when they're there, they're not really there. Right. And so I think they kind of counted on each other. And I think the sexual undertones were the fact that he was a younger boy. He's 11 years old, and that's probably around the time where you start maybe thinking of females that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I think that they both maybe thought about it. Uh, but were, I think even though she was older, I think she was young. I still think she was meant to play 16. Um, and oh, I believe she that... was purposely meant to play someone that was just a few years older than her. Don't the older than Otis? Yeah, yeah. She was she was meant to play teenagers. See, yeah. I didn't catch that. She, I. She came across to me as someone that was mid twenties, so that that was where I was I was thrown off. I didn't know the actual character was supposed to be around fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, oh. no, no. She, I mean, she oh. definitely that might have. She was a good actress, so I don't want to say it was a miss in casting, um, because she did really well. But she does look a little older. She, uh, but she, she, she was well. meant to be a high schooler. Yeah, that did not come across at all. I, I, yeah. I was literally. That's why I was confused because I'm, I'm looking at her, wondering why this is a mid twenties, twenty-ish woman that is spinning so much time with with a, a little boy sleeping with him yeah. and 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 all that um that's what threw me off so if yeah. if 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 she was casted to play someone that was 16 i'll say it that was a miscast i i like i love her her acting ability she 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 played the hell out of that role but yes for someone if if she was meant to play someone that was 16 years old yeah she that wasn't that wasn't the best person to cast at that point then i i would have gone for someone around 18 if you're going to try and get someone that's around that age bracket you know what i'm saying right she you know, like a I, 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 woman I, to me yeah i think i definitely think they were going for uh for for that but uh, I think the connection. I think they they maybe uh, were mis misunderstanding their connection as mm-hmm. something sexual, mm-hmm. and I think that that without showing it was explored between the two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, most definitely. But, yeah, um, and I and I but I do think because they didn't really touch on it after that, um, after this one scene where he comes home the next morning, uh, and mm-hmm. they're there together. Right. Uh, but you know, I think, like I said, I think it was misunderstanding um, their connection uh, on both parts. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, let me say this, man: the movie was great. I'm, I couldn't be happier with it. Uh, I was excited for this from day one. Uh, like I said, I, I I get excited for every Shia LaBeouf movie. So if you guys have Amazon Prime, you really need to check it out. Uh, hopefully, it does come out on DVD because I enjoy buying uh, the Blu-ray or the Steel Books. Uh, I, I'm just a collector like that when it comes to movies. Me um, too. Are you? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I really would love to. I would love to buy this movie. And 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 it also for me, uh, streaming. You know, especially when I think of music, uh, I don't. You know, the percentages or whatever. But uh, I like to support the film. So as happy as I am to be able to stream it, I would also like to put some money back to the, back to them. Um, Most definitely. 
that's me. Uh, but next up, man, shy has got a movie that seems to be quite exciting coming out. Uh, I believe it's uh, due out towards the end of this year. It's called the tax collector, uh, written and directed and produced by David Ayer. Oh, and they have released okay. some pictures of Shia. Shia is fully tatted, arms and chest and stomach, uh, knees, uh, and it looks uh, pretty badass. It's a it's a it's a crime thriller. Uh, you know, David Ayer does those best, I think. Uh, oh. And to watch, and of course, fucking Training Day. It's one oh. of my favorite movies, hands down. I, I, I and I I think that's going to be a great combination, David Ayer and uh, Shia LaBeouf. That's going to be a very good combination. Now. Before we get going, did you know that David Ayer uh, had written uh, Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad for Shia? No. Are you serious? But DC, DC said no to Shia. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't blame them. Um, yeah. I don't blame them for that project. Um, I, think, I, think, I think Shia could be a good Joker if given the chance. I wouldn't mind. You know what? At this point, it is what it is. Do whatever the hell you want to do because DC will never get onto the right track. They're never going to get on the right okay. track. There, there are. There's only three Joker castings that would excite me at this point. Mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go from three, three, two, one. Okay. All Shia right. LaBeouf three. Mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal at two. Ooh. Number one. Willem Dafoe. Ah, uh, see, I would have loved to have seen Willem Dafoe fifteen years ago. I'd love to see him fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, and today. I, 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 I'm only tell you why I don't want to see him right now. Willem Dafoe is what in his sixties, seventies. I don't care. Yes, eighties, but somewhere in that <laughs> range. Eighties? You say eighties? He's, he's he looks it if he's not. It, <sighs> it, it, I don't want to see it right now. I, I, I would prefer to see him in a different role. Now, I want to see him in a comic book movie playing a villain, most definitely, because he has the well, facial he was expressions. An he And he was also a, a Green Goblin. Um, you don't got to tell me that, bro. Spider-Man, Tobey uh, yeah. Maguire, number one, my favorite yeah, movie. That was his Favorite Spider-Man movie. Well, not me, but... Don't at me. That, don't was, at me. that was a great role for Willem Dafoe. Now... Yes. I want to see something like that again um, in modern day uh, pictures, but um, I think I think it's I think Gyllenhaal is probably I would put it at, at Gyllenhaal, Shia LaBeouf, one and two, um, who I would love to see play that role. Um, Let me add for number four. I want to say Matt Smith. I think Matt Smith would do great too. That would be interesting. I, I you know what. <laughs> I've told you this multiple times already. I have no faith in DC. So they could get whoever they wanted to. I don't think they're going to get Gyllenhaal um, because of what's going on with, with Marvel. But that would be intriguing. Highly intriguing. They, if They, they did. tried They tried for Gyllenhaal for uh, Dark Knight and they tried for Gyllenhaal uh, before Jared Leto as is what I read. Uh, but he, they want, you know, the, they want to wanted to sign him a multi pitcher deal. But he doesn't want to be tied down he to do those. Tied down. Yeah. Um, so I, I know for for Far From Home, he signed a one pitcher deal. 
which is not actually very common for Marvel. So not at uh, all. it's kind of it's, it's really it's really awesome that he was able to secure that. Uh, and I do hope that we see Mysterio in future uh, films um, oh, because I, I, I don't think he's dead at all. No, um, especially with Doctor Strange 2 coming out. Um, right. I think they're going to tie something in. I think they're going to tie something in yeah. uh, uh, moving yeah. forward toward that. If we're not, if we don't see the Sinister Six before that, I think we're going to see it after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't I be surprised to see Miss. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Mysterio play a part in Sinister Six. Oh, we, yeah, for sure. I think I think we should do a uh, in the future. I think we should do a uh, Willem Dafoe based episode. And watch some of his greatest hits because I I don't think he gets the mm. the respect he deserves. Um, he doesn't. We especially now I haven't seen this yet. Uh, we should do an episode where we commentate on Spider Man. Yes. A twenty four's the lighthouse. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see the lighthouse. Uh, one of my favorite Willem Dafoe movies is the Florida Project. We talked about that a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Florida, the Florida Project was was great. Uh, and uh, what is the other movie that I'm talking about or that I'm thinking about? I know you've seen it. Uh, what is it? It's Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I love that movie. So we should re we should rewatch Spider Man and Boondock Saints. I'll watch. I'll rewatch uh, Florida Project, and then we'll both watch The Lighthouse, and we can discuss it on a future episode. I think that'd be great. Uh, maybe maybe the audience wouldn't be interested in that, but I I, I am. Yeah, there was also a movie that he just that he um that was just released on uh Netflix. I forgot the name of it that he was in. Yes, uh the one with Ben Affleck. Ben uh, the Affleck, last yeah. thing you wanted last thing you wanted, yeah. That looks great. Yeah, that was the last thing I wanted to see. I heard Motherless uh, Brooklyn was good too. That came out last year. He was in it. I, I yeah, I haven't I haven't heard about that one. Um that's uh that's a good cast. Ed Norton uh he, he, uh, I believe Bruce Bruce Willis is in it. We can definitely do an episode on that. That would be intriguing, um, because I, I loved his role in this in this movie with Ben Affleck. Um, I didn't yeah. I didn't love the movie though. No, I didn't love it. No. no. How was Ben Affleck? Don't eh. disrespect my guy. Eh. I love Ben Affleck. That's why I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, next week, uh, we, hey, audience, we're we're discussing this for the first time. Uh, next week, we're gonna commentate on the way back, right? On the way back. <laughs> no, I, the way back, the Ben Affleck film. The you, it was on your top, your anticipated list comes out tomorrow. Yeah, is it coming out tomorrow? Well, yes. What? Well, when the audience is hearing, it's coming out today, Friday. But yes. Oh. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'll go. See, yeah, we can definitely can talk it. about that. I didn't even, bro. My, I'm so like tunnel vision <laughs> right now. I completely forgot about that. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go on another tangent, let's uh, go ahead and wrap it up right here. Yes, this sir. has been another episode of Realish. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, much love and respect to every single one of y'all, Derek. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you next week, bro. Most definitely, bro. Have a good one. You too. Peace.